This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. Are you going to start? You're starting now? Okay. And I'm grand until I'm tired. They say you ain't grand until you die. So I'm grand in my eyes wide. Looking to find a way through the day. The lights were night. Dear Lord, you took so many of my people. I'm just wondering why you haven't taken my life. Welcome back to another episode of the Piscoff Podcast, recorded live in the Piscoff Studio, which is my kitchen. Um, yeah, it's in the kitchen. I like doing it in the kitchen because it's it's close to so Jamie can get me water, and and he already made coffee's done. He can't even reach it, so there's no more extra coffee, um, unless I pause and do it. Uh, say hi to everybody, Jamie. You idiot. He's not on the mic. He, he thinks you can hear him. Anyway, welcome back to uh, another fun episode. I don't know if I should number this one because this is going to either be 69 or it's going to be 69 and then I pull it and then I drop another episode as number 69 that I'm going to record with Luke tonight uh, af- after the third mic. Um, and and then I might just save this one, put it back as a draft, and then drop it as episode 70, which is going to be the Matrix we're going to talk a lot about The Matrix and then also some other fun stuff that happened during this week. And by the way, Merry Christmas to you guys. Um, you know, because uh, a lot of you guys celebrate. Not all of you. In fact, two-thirds of the Goffites, of the, the three wise men Goffites, they don't celebrate. So for you guys, uh, hopefully it was a nice day off. I don't know. Did you guys eat Chinese food? I bought Chinese food that I was supposed to heat up. But I'm going to do that tonight because I still haven't done that. Uh, and by the way, it's Monday the 27th. If, yeah, why didn't I record yesterday? I was having too much fun just, just relaxing, dude. I was relaxing. I watched a lot of movies. I cleaned the apartment. I got a lot of stuff done. Uh, on Saturday, it was fun, too. Um, Saturday night, it's Christmas night or Christmas day, I guess. But on night, it was Christmas night. And, uh, and it was fun. We, we went to City Lounge. Uh, a bunch of comics were there. Uh, there was probably about like 12, 13 of us. And uh, we just had a lot of fun. You know, I, I went up near the end. I was number 11 on the list. And, uh, and yeah, damn, man. I, I thought I had, you know what? I'm going to, I might add that into the end of this, this episode too. A little bonus. If there's a little extra. But I don't even know if I have an outro song actually. So we'll figure that out. Well, Jamie, you, you have an outro song. You, I think you did this in the wrong order. You played the intro song and then whatever. But. It's all good. It's all good. So, yeah, last week, uh, what did we leave off? Previously on the Piscoff Podcast. It was it was a Sunday. 
So the next day I was going to go hit a bunch of mics. And what did I end up doing? Oh, yeah, didn't do a bunch of mics. I only did olives. And you know what? It was fantastic. It was a great time. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I tried, I tried to do dingoes first and then, you know, didn't know who was going to be the host. And I usually don't like going there. So at least Anthony Quinn, if he's going to host, he's the person who at least understands I'm grinding. Like, you know, I don't think any of the people who host that room like me. To be honest, if I'm being honest, I don't think they like, I think they tolerate me, but I don't think they like me. But at least Anthony Quinn respects my hustle and he'll actually put me on so that way I could go and do another, another mic, you know? It's not here. Grind. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I pretty much um I worked until on Tuesday. I don't remember. Doesn't matter, nothing important. Um Wednesday also uh nothing really important. And then Thursday was my last day of work, and now I'm on kind of mini vacation until uh until January first. I go back in and then I'm off again for two more days. So it'll be fun. It will be fun. It's going to be a fun time, guys. I don't know. I um, I uh, I watched. So, again, let's see. Let me let me update you some more. I did watch the new Matrix, Matrix number four, uh, whatever it's called. I think it's Resurrection. I'm not going to talk about it today. I'm not going to spoil it for you today. If you haven't seen it, I will say this. You should watch it. Do I recommend it? Yes, I absolutely do. Uh, it was an awesome movie. It was it was very well written, and I heard that it was actually so. It was written by the Wachowski. It used to actually be. I think I did. I write it down. No, no, no. If I did, did I write? Yeah, it was. So the first Matrix, which I watched, which is what we're going to talk about today, was written by the was written and directed by the Wachowski brothers. But after they wrote the three movies, they transitioned into the Wachowski sister. They don't call themselves Wachowski sisters now. It's just the Wachowskis. And you know what? Um, I'm not against, you know, that. I don't, but I'll, hmm. I thought I thought of a funny way, but now it just kind of come off mean. Because you know what? Yeah, like, I'm not going to say trans people are crazy. I will say that some of them may not, I don't know, because I hear a lot. You know what? I, I listen to too much Rogan. He has people on that pretty much has me convinced that, that most people who transition are still just as unhappy as if, they didn't transition, and some of them should have just been gay or something. And look, I just don't want people to die uh, ahead of their time because you never know what your purpose is in life. And once you find it, it's it's a magical thing. Um, and that's how you break out of the matrix. Or so I think. Will we get there? I don't know. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, but yeah, evidently, so it was funny because after so when the Wachowskis wrote 1, 2, and 3... I, a lot, along with a lot of people, thought it was a, it was a, it was a, almost like a, a telling of Christ, or even just the hero's journey, which is very relevant. Um, and it's or not relevant. It's, it always happens in time, and 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 what it was is it kind of was like a Jesusish. Like there was a lot of Jesus. They, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk about the movie. Um, but what else did I watch? Uh, it was Christmas, and I decided I watched the new Home Alone movie. By the way. Great Christmas movie. Once you get over their silly, annoying British accents, great Christmas movie. That little fat British kid, at first I didn't like him at all, and I still don't like him that much, but at the end of the movie I, I liked him more than I did in the beginning of the movie. 
And also, he's he's no Macaulay Culkin in the sense that I'll never remember his face again other than I'll be like, I don't like your face, dude. But, you know, I say that about a lot of people because I'm just an uh, asshole. What else? I watched Don't Look Up. I watched Don't Look Up. I'm not going to spoil that one either. Um, but it was, uh, hey, it was kind of fun, but it was kind of weird. And, and, and it might be uh, making fun of uh, the people who aren't taking the vaccines that are looking up, if you, if you catch my drift. The people who don't look up are going to be the people who are like, don't get jabbed. Think about that when you watch that movie. Yeah, think about it. But you know what? I don't like Jonah Hill. Actually, I like Jonah Hill's acting. I don't like him as a person from the things I've heard. But then again, I've only heard them. I've never actually seen any of them. So that being said, in this movie, he does a great job of making you hate him. So again, a true testament to his acting skills. So I, at least you watch that. Uh, also, Neil, Neil, Leonardo, ugh, Neil DiCaprio. I don't know why I called him Neil DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. He was in that movie. He did a great job because he's he's a very versatile actor. And I, I do want to say this. I shout, I got a shout out, Leo. Leo is uh he's one of my inspirations. I would say just in pursuing your dreams, in the sense that I kind of like the story of him. How it took him a long time. Whatever that a fucking stupid award is an Oscar that it took him a long ass time to get. Guess what? It took him a long time to get the Oscar that he everybody kept saying he deserved. And everybody kept saying, you deserve it, you deserve it. But then the, the real people who give it out, they're like, no, you don't. Not yet. Not yet. And instead of getting salty or sour about it, he just kept working harder and harder and becoming a better actor and a better actor. Until he, you put him in pretty much any role that he's in, or maybe he chooses to do it that way. But any fucking role this guy's in, he kills it, man. He's really believable. In fact, in the Django movie, he said the N-word so many times, I feel like he really hates black people, or at least he got in the character of hating black people and being the actual slave trader. Like, he, he's, he's a good actor, is what I'm trying to say. Um, let's see. We want to go into that, and then we can do... Here, Jamie, circle that story. You have the one I'm pointing to, and then circle this one that I'm pointing to. Good. And then we're going to do this one. We're going to mix those. We'll do the, that one, and then we'll save those two for the end because one's bad and one's funny. And they're kind of related. That was like four of them. Whatever. doesn't matter, dude. doesn't matter, Jamie. Shut up. Jamie, they can't hear you, so now it sounds like a more game points. Sorry, guys. Sorry about the little back and forth. Let me take a sip of water. So the Matrix movie. What I, what are I want to? What am I going to do? I'm just going to tell you some of the things that I noticed while I watched it that I felt that that stuck out to me enough to either record a video clip that I'll, I'll just describe to you, and I'll, I'll give you the timestamp if you guys want to watch it yourself. Um, this is HBO Max timestamps if you're if you're curious, which I'm pretty sure it's the same timestamp everywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I I watched the first movie again, and I've watched this movie so many times especially because I did a paper on it. Um, in, in college, I had to do, was it philosophy? I don't remember exactly which class. But I remember I had to read Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. And I had to find my own version of A Hero's Journey uh, through either another book or a movie and try to 
and pretty much explain to the professor that I knew what the hero's journey was. And instead of watching all three Matrix movies, I figured I could get it all out in the first one. And I couldn't. I needed to watch all three to really, really explain it, which you'll know you guys will find out when I do the other episodes uh, if, I, if I get good uh, feedback from this. If you guys even want to hear about two and three. Because most people don't like two and three. But the reason why is a lot of people think number one is good enough. You know, if you're like me, sometimes you might even forget about how number one even ends, kind of. Like, you might think that it kind of just ends in, like, the big fight scenes, right? Like, you know? I don't know. But people like people like the number one, obviously, the most. And then if you watch number four, you might like that one, like, second. A lot of people say that's number like the second best one. Obviously, the first one is the best because it introduces the whole theory. But let's uh, let's go into it. Let's get into it. So, first of all, Neo's name is Thomas Anderson, which is curious because why is that curious, guy? Wait, I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have that. There's no clip of that. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. His name is Thomas Anderson. I kept, I was this guy in a podcast kept calling him Doubting Thomas. It's somebody in, in, in the Bible. It's a Doubting Thomas. And that kind of makes sense because Neo does doubt himself a lot in the beginning before he's Neo. When he's Thomas in the beginning of the, of the whole thing, like probably like the first half of the movie, he's not Neo. He's still Thomas. He's still afraid. He still doesn't think he's the one. And that's fine, by the way. The one is Neil. You know, you guys all knew that, right? We've, we've been talking about that shit for years. Uh, probably since the movie came out in 1999. A long time ago. So the movie starts off with Trinity. Um, she gets ambushed, whatever. And then the cool thing is you see Agent Smith for the first time. And he pretty much like lets you all know, hey, right in the beginning of the movie, they'll you know, hey, yo, this is going to be, these people are not the same as everybody else. In, in the sense of, like, the cop's like, oh, we, we can handle one little girl. And he's like, no, officer, you don't know. Your men are all right and bad, blah, blah, blah. And it's because, yeah, when you're in the Matrix and you unlock the Matrix, which is what I'm trying to do for you guys uh, in this episode or, or in the future, just through my podcast, trying to get you out of the Matrix. Then when you do go back in through your own choice, you're going to have all the powers that you need. Sound good? All right, cool. So the first time you see uh, Thomas Thomas Anderson, uh, aka Neo, he's in his room, which is room 101. Now think about that, and then you can watch this movie afterwards. Uh, you know, so I'm not I'm gonna kind of spoil it, but like you've probably already seen this movie already. Otherwise, spoiler alert! Spoilers ahead. Um, he's in room 101, which is very very curious because that's if you think about it. He's still doubting everything because he's in 101. And if you're if you go to college, that's like the intro course. I just thought that was interesting when I watched the movie. I noticed it was because I started. I don't know. I'm starting to get into numbers. Oh, by the way, Trinity was in room 303. Um, just if you guys are also into numbers, and that's more advanced class. So hey, maybe it's relevant. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, what else did I write in the notes there? Books on learning. Oh, yeah, so, um, so yeah, so he's got some books, and one of the books that he, he gets a knock on the door, you know, he gets a message like, hey, wake up, follow the white rabbit, all that shit uh, from Trinity, right? And then 
all of a sudden he gets a knock on the door. This guy comes to go buy some program from Neo. Uh, he gets the program out of a book uh, called Simulacra and the Simulation. I haven't read that book. I'm guessing it's about the simulation, which I guess what we're all thinking about. It's all about the simulation, huh? Uh, how the matrix is a simulation and we're living in by the way i'll just say it right now what is a simulation well actually we'll let we'll let morpheus say it because he explains it better um oh but the guy calls neo or at this point thomas whatever he gives him the money and then he goes oh don't for, don't forget if you can't find this it's not lying like you didn't oh, i don't know you he goes he goes you're my personal jesus man or you're my own personal jesus and if you think about that and oh, and then he tells him, hey, man, you need to unplug. Come hang out with us. Very curious wording, if you think about it. That was definitely some kind of a programming thing, because then she he doesn't want to. But he remembers the little message, follow the white rabbit. So he follows them. And that's where he gets to meet Trinity. Right now. Why is that important to me? Well, if you think about it, it's following the little signs in your life. You're going to start seeing things that are going to start giving you signs in your life. They're going to seem really subtle. But then later on, you're going to start noticing, oh, wow, there's a lot of connections here. Now, um, what else? Um, so, yeah, they go. he goes to the club and all that. You know, he you know, meets uh, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, the office scene. He guys know that. Hey, he gets late to work the next day because of it, uh, so it kind of like fucks him up. But then he has to choose between, hey, am I going to live the same boring life? Like, you know where that road leads. Or are you going to choose to find out what the fuck happens? Are you going to take the red pill? As before, he actually is given that choice by Morpheus. Jamie, Jamie, pull the videos. Oh, my God, Jamie. I didn't, I didn't change the password. Look it up. Jamie. Silly Jamie. You know what, actually, Jamie? I'm going to play them from... Yeah, I'll play them on here, actually. You know where they are? They're in my photo file. Um, so, yeah. So, now, Neil, Neil basically doesn't want to go get... Doesn't want to do what Morpheus tells him, which is like pretty much like go around the building and do all this crazy shit, and he still doubts it. So he gets taken, pick it up by the agents. The agents, they question him. They make his mouth shut. They put that little weird bug thing in his stomach. He just wakes up. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. And then uh, eventually he gets a, like a call, and he's like, this line is not secure. If you want to know, he's like, one of his. He goes, yes, if I'm still trying to help you out, Neo. Come meet me over here. And he meets the people. They debug him. They finally take him to meet Morpheus. And it was very interesting when they do that. Um, what what else did I write here? Okay, yeah. So I, I just have the scene. We'll just play that scene. How about that? And then we'll go from there. Play that one right there. Turn up the volume though, so they can people can hear. It. And you're gonna oh, because we're playing on here. You have to play with the volume. So this is that work part. Why not? Because I don't like the you idea that I'm like. Believe in fate. Yeah. No. That's not Why not? Because is it not good to play it on this, Jamie? Why is it? You can't, like, rewind it? Oh, that's whack. I thought that was going to be easier for us. I don't like the idea that I'm... Let's just start Even over. fate. Yeah. No. Why not? I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. 
I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Pay attention. That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or Ooh. A prison for your mind. Did you guys hear about a prison for your mind? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Oh yeah, I was supposed to describe this. This is where you get And this is your last chance. Oh, I'm gonna do it now. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to do. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. What's he gonna do? Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. That's called overselling. And then he takes the red pill. Because he wants to know the truth. And nothing more. But that was the thing. That, that, that the important part there <clears throat> is that what the Matrix is. The Matrix is slavery. It's it's a prison of the mind. Now, he also does oversell at the end. Um, but the truth is that we are all slaves, if you think about it. I, I've been saying this for a very long time. I've probably even said it on this podcast uh, a bunch of times. Hold on, let me fix it, Mike. Jim, can you... Can you fix this for me? Because I don't want to keep him in the stand anymore right now. I'm going to hold on to it for a second. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to say that. That the... Well, this is so much easier for me. Yeah, I've been I've been trying for a while to, to, to tell everybody that that's, we are all slaves. If you really, really think about it, we're all modern-day slaves. Because we, we have the thought that we're free, right? But we're not really the slave master. The real slave masters are like the people who own corporations, like you know, like the Jeff Bezos, the Tesla, the Elon Musk's. Because 
they can build rockets and go to the to the edge of space and do shit like that. They can go on vacation whenever they want and do award shows. They have the power to go meet with whoever because of their wealth um, or any other person with a high amount of power, such as uh, a president of any country for the most or most countries for the most part. And other than other than those people who are the slave masters, we're all the slaves given the thought of freedom where, oh, we get to choose what clothes we wear or so we think. And. We get to buy our own clothes, and we get to buy our own food. So now the slave master says, hey, you're free. You get to make your own choices. You can go on vacation if you can afford it. If you if you give me enough of, of your time, I will give you enough, a, a slight amount of the money that you made for me with your time. I'll give some of that back to you so you can spend it to enjoy your time where you're not, where we're not stealing from you. Now you guys might be thinking to yourself, that's a little extreme, huh? But think about it. Yeah, okay, yeah, if you're like uh, uh, The Rock, you know, or, or Kevin Hart, yeah, they could drive fancier cars. Those are people who, are, who found a way to, while probably still being slaves to the system, breaking out and becoming slave masters, so to speak. And I'm not even saying that like all, per, all people who like own their own businesses are slave masters. But I'll tell you this, if you own a mom and pop shop, you're not. But if you own like Walmart, you are. And if you own like Amazon, you are. And guess what kind of places are, are not getting hit with a lot of sh bullshit regulations? It's those places. They're the point. They're the places also who can force shit like, oh, yeah, if you don't get vaccinated and don't work here, we'll replace it with 99 other old people or whoever else. And nobody wants to work these days, man. Every place is fucking so understaffed. Where is everybody? Is everybody staying inside? Is everybody in virtual reality and I'm just the only one in real, real life? I mean, I'm not the only one. I see other people. But, I don't know. So, yeah, that, that's that's a nice little rant there. Why? They keep calling him Jesus. What is that right here? It's a very Jesus moment. Um. Okay, let me see. So I don't remember exactly what happens. So, yeah, Neo takes the pill. Um, they get him out of the matrix and then they teach him a whole bunch of stuff. He finally, he still doesn't believe himself though. No. Now, where was the very Jesus moment that I wrote? Okay. Okay. So this is where I wrote. Um, so pretty much they go in the matrix. Oh, I did have that part, that clip. I have the Bill Burke guy clip and that's in between here. Yeah, so <clears throat> I wrote that the very Jesus moment, or at least it was weird because, like, he says he's the one and he's come back to free everybody again. Now, I, I did write that down because I forgot that I, I saw that in the clip and I knew I was not going to remember that. But the one is supposed to come back and free everybody again. It kind of sounds a lot like, like Jesus or Christ, huh? Yeah, hmm, the second coming of Christ to come back to free everybody again from the Antichrist. And then when Neo wakes up in that thing, it looks like, in real life, it looks like he's waking up in hell. Like you see all those other pods where the people are being used for batteries. It's a very, very, very strange moment there. It's a very strange moment. Um, 
So yeah, eventually, uh, what happens? So yeah, they trade Neo, then they take Neo to meet the Oracle, which is pretty cool. Did I? I think I recorded the Ben the Spoon moment. Yeah, I had the Spoon Ben. But also, there's like the Bill Burr thing, and that's what happens before the the Spoon Ben. So I can do that part. I call him Bill Burr. He's Hoboken's Bill Burr. Like if Bill Burr became instead of like if Bill Burr is in in Boston, he became a comedian. But if Bill Burr grew up in Hoboken, he'd be this guy who, who's the actor. He's in The Sopranos. Um, but yeah. So this was an important part because like so when they when they bring Neil out, they show him like a lot of the people. This one guy in particular that looks like Bill Burr, he doesn't seem too happy that he chose the blue pill. He would have much rather have been in the red pill. So let's play this. Do we have a deal? Mr. You know, I know this tape doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. Pause it right there. Thank you, Jamie. So first, the reason I, I, I wanted to play that is him saying, like, if you break out of the Matrix, a.k.a. following your dream and doing what you love, some people don't love it, though, the whole time. They're, they're miserable. And you know what's funny? This guy waited nine years. He could have just been right. He was right there, if you think about it. Neo just came. They were all going to, quote-unquote, break out of the Matrix, become the best thems and whatnot. But you know what happens is he's like, nah, you know what, though? Even though I know the steak is fake, I want this. I want the shortcut. I want the easy route. And it's it's funny. Like, the fake steak, the, the being in the Matrix, so to speak, I think, and I'm probably wrong. Uh, it's when you don't follow your dream and you should do what everybody thinks is what you're supposed to do in life, which is have a nice car, have a nice house, have a wife or a husband, have kids, have a dog, have a white pick your fans, have a good job, make a lot of money, go on vacations. But very like, and those are all nice things. And I'm not telling you those things aren't things that you should want or it's bad to even want them. Those may be little traps of the matrix because if you think about it once you get the nice car especially if you can't afford it you have to keep working stuck in the matrix to afford that if you if you're not ready to have a kid and you can't afford that either it all comes down to your money being your time look if you want to take it the energy these machines if you want to think about it in the simplest way the machines are corporations the people being in the pods are people being used for energy aka money so they're taking your energy and converting it into money. If you want to take it that way and think about it that way. So they need as many of us plugged into the matrix, ready to only make money using their system, making money for them. So what I'm saying by unplug from the matrix is, is be your own money maker. Follow your dreams especially and do that. But this guy over here, Bill Burr, uh, Bill Burr over here, he says, no, I, you know what? I don't want that. I, I'm happy. I tried this shit for nine, and by the way, nine years, dude, so close. 
I did this shit for nine years. Uh, I just want the easier out. So here's what he says. It's a nice art And we have a deagle. I don't remember nothing. Nothing. You understand? And I want to be rich. Um, someone important. Like an actor. Whatever you want, Mr. Reagan. Okay. Get my body back in the power plant. Insert me into the matrix. I'll get you what you want. Access codes to the Zion mainframe. No, I told you I don't know them. I can get you the man who does. Morpheus. Damn it, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Why did you do that, Bill Burr? So yeah, at that point, Bill Burr pretty much says, yeah, I'm going to sell you guys out. I'm going to sell you guys out. I'm going to get rid of Morpheus. By the way, Morpheus is also very important. Uh, I don't know if I recorded that scene with the Oracle or she said, I don't think I did because it was kind of long. Um, and then at that point, it's, I think I, just, I didn't want to record any more scenes. Um, but I do have, I think, one, maybe two more clips. We'll see what happens. Um... But yeah, yeah. So the so the guy sells everybody out, and he's gonna pretty much sell out like Morpheus, and that's like a nice whole scene there. I'll let you watch that. Uh, that's pretty much right after Neo and Morpheus get back from the Oracle, um, and then that that's pretty much a very important part of the movie too, because that's when a lot of fight scenes after that, yada yada. But that's more for the entertainment. That was more for the let's show you guys some cool things like bullet time where he dodges bullets. But not too much like uh, it's more potatoes. It's more for like the people who love French fries, but they know there's not as much nutrition as if they eat the steak. So play the scene. Hey, this is a band in the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends, it is only yourself. And then I made pizza. That's the next picture I have. It's a little uh, broccoli ricotta pizza. Yay, very delicious. Little flatbread pizza. Okay, so I don't remember why I like that. I don't know. He bends a spoon. That's pretty cool, man. There is no spoon. Once you know there's no spoon, I don't know what I remember, but I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that when I'm on stage and there is no there is no spoon and then I can bend the spoon. Oh, there is no crowd. If I say there is no crowd, oh I get it now. 
and then I act as if I'm just going to be murdering on stage, and then it will bend them into them laughing hysterically at all my jokes, which is what they do anyway, because I've... Not every time, but I'm, I'm getting better there, guys. Um, so yeah, Neo now has to choose to... Uh, so Morpheus gets captured, and now Neo... Ha this is when I think Neo becomes Neo. Um, Neo has to choose to save Morpheus, and then when he chooses to do that, he becomes Neo instead of being Thomas. That's when he learns how to dodge bullets and then, you know, all that other cool stuff. Now, uh, eventually, you know, a lot of fighting going on, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it anyway, whatever. Neo dies, and then because of love and a kiss, Neo comes back. God damn it, the power of pussy. Can you believe it? Neo came back because of goddamn because of Trinity. Trinity pretty much like, I was supposed to fall in love with the one. And if I kiss you, then that means that you are the one. And so I think Neo was like, uh oh, if she kisses me, that means I'm the one. Or he was just really pussy. I don't know. I'm gonna go with it was a good movie, man, and then it ends there and then uh, he flies at the end, which is really cool. Because he's showing that he's like really learning how to ma match ma maximize the matrix. But here's a cool thing. At the end, um, it go there's like a little screen. It goes into like typing some words, and at the end, it says "system failure." System that end the word ends in M, and failure that starts with an F. M F, male female, and because it zooms in between those two letters. That's when it goes into the matrix, and that's when you see Neo do that whole flyaway thing. But that's the, that's an interesting thing because now it kind of makes me think maybe it is a little trans allegory, huh? It's kind of weird. Yeah, man, that was a kind of thing. Definitely a good movie. Um, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of Jesus references, and this is probably in like before Jesus actually does get crucified. If you think about this, because actually, if you're really, if I'm really now gonna try to put this together. I think Matrix 1, 2, and 3 were all the story of Jesus before he comes back, and then maybe the fourth one might be Jesus coming back as the Antichrist. I'd have to rewatch the fourth one and see, because there was definitely some weird different messages in, in the fourth one, and I, I kind of got to rewatch it, because it was it was a very good movie. I watched a, a thing about Easter eggs, and I was like, I don't know about that, but I'm going to rewatch it. We'll see what happens. Anyway, guys, that's that part. Uh, we'll do some new stories, and then I'll uh, go ahead and upload this because i got to go hit some open mics tonight. Let me get that trace, maybe a quattro in. Maybe I can get four of them in. Let's see what happens. So, um, so okay, Colorado truck protest. Um, I don't think I, I don't, Jamie, I don't think I sent you, excuse me, a news clip for that, right? Nah, doesn't matter. All right, so I'll just talk about it then. So in Colorado, um, there was a, a truck driver who's, uh, according to his defense team, his brakes failed, and apparently he killed four people, and they gave him a 110-year sentence, which is kind of, I would say it's a lot. I would say it's a lot because... It, I don't think he did that on purpose. And, like, even if – how could they prove – I mean, unless he did do – if he did it on purpose, that's a different story. 
If he fell asleep, that's also a different story. But still, both of those are completely different stories. Now, let's say he did it on purpose. How can they prove that? And why would he not just, like, they should have some, there should be that evidence give, being given to the, the people who are, all these truck drivers who are protesting. Because that would be a whole different story. You would deserve 110 years if you purposely said, you know what, fuck this. I'm just going to slam on the gas instead of the brakes and just plow through as many people as you can and then you kill four. Yeah, well, then you deserve more than 110 years, 100%. But according to, thank God, the, all these people who are now getting, uh, like, when they tried to get a Rittenhouse for manslaughter instead of murder, and people were like, why that? And then the same thing with uh, the guy, the cop that killed uh, George Floyd, um, whatever his name was. They said it was manslaughter and not murder. Well, okay. How come the manslaughters guys, they get under 25 years, but you give this guy, even if it's what, 110 years? fucking crazy man that's too much and so what's happening is again they even if you did it for each, let's say there's four different people they're all different they're none of them are related and they each wanted to, for justice for each family is 20 years 25 years what the fuck that's not helping it so here's the problem um th this is like this is going to do one of two things. Like Colorado is going to be really hit hard with supply shortage, really, really hard to the point where people are going to, they're going to have to change their minds real quick. And then people are going to start realizing, Hey, guess what? If you really do want to, to make changes happen, you can do it in a peaceful way. You can do it in a protesting way, but you have to be united. But, and I don't want to say this because I don't even want it to come be a possibility, but this is something you should be prepared for is if there is a supply chain shortage like that in a place like Colorado, where a lot of people have guns and a lot of people probably have supplies because uh, a lot of like doomsday prepper people might go out in the woods up there. Well, when the people in the cities, they run out of supplies, they might start trying to, to go towards, you know, the rural areas and, and getting some supplies. And they're going to find out real quick that you should have been prepared. You should not just try to do this shit willy nilly, you know, with a baseball bat and go against the guy with the AR-15 and the scope and he's got high ground. So be prepared yourself is all I'm saying. Do the best you can and, and help your neighbors. You should always be helping your neighbors. You have to remember that that you're only in this alone if you choose to be in this alone. And the more people that you use, not use, the more people you unite with, the more people that, the, the better chance, like my mom used to say, to break one stick is easy. But the more sticks you have together, the harder it is to crack. And she's a goddamn right. You take four or five sticks, you try to crack that over your knee, you're going to break your leg before you break those five sticks. That's me that, mama, mama's right. You seem to know. You see, oh, my, my brother always tells me, oh, you said that wrong. You said that wrong. You said, oh, yeah, shut up, bro. Make your own podcast. You want to say everything's right. And actually, I hope you do start your own podcast, and then I will promote the fuck out of your podcast with you. And then I'll try to be a guest. Oh, Mr. Nervous, you can't talk like me. You happy, man? I didn't say that I was taking a sip of coffee. That's why there was dead air. You weren't getting phone calls, guys. So let's do um, let's do this bad story and then a good story and let's get the hell out of here, Jamie. Um, pull it up on on YouTube. Do it on my phone because I like it. It's gonna be easier for me to play it on here. 
Yeah, thank you. Go to the playlist. Yeah, the podcast video ones. I don't think it added on there because it says 37. Oh, it did. All right, cool. I have both. Play- oh, I have all three of them. Perfect. All right, play the. We're not going to play the whole thing, but play the beginning of the Crystal and Cyber Earth thing. I wanted to bring you a stunning and deeply troubling report from BuzzFeed News about some of the inner workings of the CIA. Let's throw this tear sheet up on the screen. So apparently, secret CIA files reveal that staffers have committed sex crimes involving children and not been prosecuted. Here is the lead of that story. Over the past 14 years, the Central Intelligence Agency has secretly amassed credible evidence that at least 10 of its employees and contractors committed sexual crimes involving children. Though most of the cases were referred to U.S. attorneys for prosecution, only one of those individuals was ever charged with a crime. Prosecutors sent the rest of the cases back to the CIA to handle internally, meaning few faced any consequences beyond the possible loss of their jobs and security clearances. To give you a sense of just how disgusting and outrageous the alleged behavior was, one employee had sexual contact with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. Again, this person never prosecuted. He was fired. A second employee purchased three sexually explicit videos of young girls filmed by their mothers. He resigned. Third employee estimated he had viewed up to 14 Hundred sexually abusive images of children while on agency assignments. Records do not say what action, if any, the CIA took against him. Contractor who arranged for sex with an undercover FBI agent posing as a child had his contract revoked. Again, only one of the individuals cited in all these documents was ever charged with a crime. And in that case, as in the only previously known case of a CIA staffer being charged with child sex crimes, the employee was also under investigation for mishandling classified material. So that was apparently what they were really concerned about, not the fact of... Yeah, so... I know, guys. Why Why are we talking about this, Yusuf? We have to... Because Ghislaine, her trial, apparently, uh, I think they're in deliberation now, maybe. Uh, I, I think I heard, and I... I only briefly heard it, so I didn't even want to look it up before this podcast because I'd rather give you guys uh, more in-depth information than just me glancing at an article. But I think I heard them. They had deliberated. It didn't take a long time. It was like an hour and a half or something, maybe. And then, I I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. I'll probably have more news by tomorrow, which means it'll be a nice, juicy episode, episode 70, if this is not 69, or episode 71, if this is episode. We'll see. See how we do this. But yeah, man, the reason I even brought that up is is because look, it, this thing runs deep, okay? If the if Epstein and all them are doing it and Jocelyn is doing it and the CIA is doing it, it God help us all. Without God, nothing is possible. But with God, everything is possible. Amen. All right, guys. Let's do uh, let's do some funny clips. Here's a funny clip. So uh, Joe Biden was on a morning show, and some guy calls in, uh, and he says, uh, "Let's go, Brandon." Hi. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Who's this? This is Jared. Hi, Jared. I assume you're dead. Hi. Yes, sir. Oh. 
I'm sorry, guys. This is so bad. Jamie, this is not the video. Okay, here it is. from Oregon we're gonna we're gonna you just pretty much said time to go fuck myself and uh, I agree so where are you in Oregon I'm gonna come over there and, and sniff your children and sniff their hair I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sniff their hair and then I'm gonna and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell them to be asleep between 9 and 9 and 12 because that's that's a good time for me to come over and, and smell their hair and I, I could get to Oregon real quick and I'll be in Oregon, and I'll sniff your hair, and, and yeah, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Let's go, Brandon. And uh, I'm going to come to Oregon, and then if I can't find you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut down the state. I'm going to shut down Michigan, too. And uh, it's because I don't like Detroit anymore. Too cheap. Too cheap to buy a house. Buy a whole house for $200. But I'm still living in New Jersey. Why am I doing that? Oh, wait, I'm not Joe Biden anymore. I'm not Yusuf Biden. Oh, shit. Yusuf Biden. <laughs> I'm Sleepy Yusuf. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I'm going to end on a, I'm going to end on a clip. It's going to be a good clip. It's not a clip of me. It's a little clip. In fact, you're going to have to go to the end. You're going to have to go to the end of the clip. It's when uh, Charlemagne 
Charlemagne talks with Kamala, and Kamala glitches in the Matrix. She she has a she's hanging out with Joe Biden too much. And she she glitched. So we have to find that part. It's funny because he asks her a question and they pretend they can't hear her anymore, and then she goes and freaks out. Sorry, guys. Okay. I who the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? They're too serious. They impact everybody every day, and I agree with you. They're very serious. I, who the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? I want to know who the real president of this country is. Is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? And now she doesn't want to answer. She, she can hear me. Can you hear me, Madam Vice President? They're acting like they can't hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's the I real? So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, I, it's Joe Biden. I can't. No, tell no, 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 no. Watch it's Joe coach. Biden, and don't start talking like a Republican right after this, gonna... about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden, and I'm vice president. My name is Kamala Harris, and the reality is because we are in office, we do the things like the child tax credit, which is going to reduce black child poverty by 50% on track to do that. We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations. Oh, my God. I'm Kamala Harris, bro. She says she finds a way to say so many words, to, to, to say so many words and say nothing at all. How do you guys listen to me talk for 53, almost 54 minutes? And I've pretty much barely done a good job <laughs> summarizing them. I'm just kidding, guys. Hey, so let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, shout out to all of you. Shout out to every single one of you guys who got us over. We got over uh, 2.5 thousand, 2,500. We got over that many plays uh, of the podcast. Uh, and this is uh, second year, well, not a full year, but, you know, we're on, we're going from year two to year three. So it's fucking, let's go Brandon, guys. Let's go Brandon. You guys, you guys helped me. We did it. And look, by next year we're gonna get the six thousand plays. I'm gonna have some. We're gonna get some dope guests on to, to increase that number. I'm gonna start guesting on the people's podcast to increase that. But uh, it all comes down to you guys. Uh, rate and review, share, you know, with your friends. Oh, by the way, on Spotify, I just found out I gave myself the first five star rating. You can give my, you can give me ratings. You can't leave comments, but um, also on, on um, start doing that if you guys are using uh, Apple. If you do that, you want to leave a little, leave a little note. You can do that. I'm the only one who, who wrote a review. Um, evidently, yeah. Um, then what else? Um, yeah, and I'll be back next week. Uh, I thought there was something else I wanted to say. Yeah, I don't know. I appreciate you guys. I really do. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Without you guys, you know, what would I? I don't know what I'd be here. Whatever. I don't know, guys. Just remember, there are no mistakes. There are only lessons learned. So I hope you guys have a fucking wonderful week. Uh, if you're off of work, uh, enjoy it. If you are working, keep working hard. You guys are keeping this country running. And if you uh, don't be lazy unless you're like me and you just work hard a lot and then you just took a week off to try to recharge and refresh and just end up not doing any of that. Anyway, guys, I love you. I'll see you next week. Peace.
Oh wow. Where's my where's your Colombian boyfriend? Oh god damn it, I need Maui in here right now. God damn it. My name is Youssef. And clearly, as soon as he said that name, all the white people walked out. So let me make you feel let me make <laughs> I am a real American. I am not from Afghan. I know he's got PTSD right now. I'm not from there, bro. I'm Amer look, I'm drinking a Tito's. Ask where's Fucking right there he is Maui. You know I I drink alcohol, right? I'm I'm a good Muslim. I'm a good bad Muslim. I'm the kind that you don't shoot. I'm the guy that you get intel from, bro. I got you. I'm like yo, the, those jihadis are right around the corner over there. You know, get them in the motherfucking. Uh, life is fucking. What is, I, I'm Muslim. What the fuck is Christmas dinner? Is that last night? Was that tonight? When when? Both. How the fuck? Depends. Depends on your culture. I hate you all for not knowing and not being consistent, number one, because I have non-Christmas dinner both nights, and it's just easy to call it, like, Muslim dinner. It's every other dinner. It's halal dinner. You know what I'm talking about. No, you don't eat. You, I feel like you eat a lot of pork. I feel like you eat a lot of pork ribs. You like, you're from Texas. You're like, we love them ribs. You, you goddamn Muslim, get the fuck out my goddamn country and my, te and my estate. I get it. I hate my kind too. Don't worry. I'm a self-hating Muslim. I'm like the self-hating Jews, but I'm the Muslim kind. I'm the next generation. I hate that I can't eat pork because when I do, I shit myself. Yeah. How do you guys eat pork and not just, just get instant diarrhea? Exactly. So that's why I don't eat pork because I, I think I just am allergic. I don't know. That was disgusting. Fucking dating black women. No, we're not going to talk about that. You talked about that. I'm dating a black woman. I don't like it. She wants to FaceTime all the time. And That's just a woman. Oh, then why are women doing that? They're so dumb. I don't want to look at you. And she's like, oh, I'm like, well, I can't look at you. I'm busy driving. She goes, well, I want to look at your face while you're driving. I'm like, what the fuck kind of dumb shit is that? Yeah, look, Indian guy. What? What is going on? What? With the hand twist. What is this? Yes, I don't get it. I don't know why I'm doing in, not Indian accent. I don't know why I'm Swedish now. <laughs> I give you Swedish. Why? I don't get it either, yeah. I'm not Indian, I'm sorry. I know, this guy was like, Yusef, you're missing a tooth. I'm like, God damn it. How do you call out my insecurities? You, you couldn't even, you saw me for three seconds. You're like, by the way, I will fix your tooth if you, uh, if you talk to me later on. I, I, I manage a lot of dental offices. I don't actually work there, but I manage them and I will get you a new tooth. I will get you a new tooth, my buddy, my friend. I will get you a new tooth, very, very cheap, very, very low price. Very low, low, low price, but I will give you high quality. High quality but low price for you. Only for you because you make me laugh. And I make you laugh, so now even cheaper. Now even cheaper. But you have to promise. You promise me? Do you promise? You, buddy, you. You, you guy, you. Don't, don't fuck me, buddy. Don't fuck me, buddy. Hey, 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 buddy, 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 buddy. Buddy, friend, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend, my buddy. You, you do not fuck me. You do not fuck me. This is the universal symbol. Look, I'm making Jesse so mad. He wants a little rock who will fuck me. The, I want to get jacked, by the way. Like, really? Like, you got steroids too? No. Yeah, no? You can't get me some? I 
I, I just want to take steroids, work out, and wear tan shirts like The Rock. How the fuck is The Rock the highest paid steroid user in Hollywood? Right? He literally is getting paid just to do jack, just to juice steroids up his ass, work out, and wear tan shirts in every fucking movie. Exactly. Why can't I do that? What did you say? He works out too. He works out too. I did say that he worked out. I said he does the steroids, he does the pumping, the iron, and then he wears the 10 shirts in the movies. Yes. Every time. Why can't I do that too? I can do all of that. I can wear the 10 shirts. I, you give me the steroids. You guys come, your, your country make all the steroids. You make, I get dick pills from your country. I have Viagra from India. I know, I know. I, when I know and I know, buddy. When I know, and I know, I can get it from your country, and they do very good, very good Viagra. My dick very hard right now. Very, very hard. I'm not on Viagra right now, I'm sorry, but if you want Viagra, I will give you later, but you're with him, and he will kill me. He's Colombian. All right, I should do jokes. He probably lit me, and I didn't even look at the light. I definitely might have been there. I really, oh, thank you. Allah. Allah, speaking of Allah, Allah definitely likes white people way more than brown people, and I know this. I know this for a fact. Because Muhammad, our prophet, pretty much was a white man that tamed all the savage brown people in the Middle East, and then God was like, but don't draw any pictures of him. You can't know he was actually a white guy. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was, oh, there you go, one minute, oh. When I talk about the actual face of Muhammad, I get a minute. It's all right. Yeah, we don't want a jihad in this place. This place is really awesome. Give it up for fucking, uh, fucking, what's his name? Racist guy? Tony. Anthony. They, it was close enough. It was close enough. It was pretty much, I just shortened the ant. I took the ant off. I, put, I took off the part he actually likes. And I said the part he didn't. Don't worry. You, you know, like, you know when they stuff duck liver? Stuffed duck liver? Liver is called fagua. Stuck stuffed dick in him is called faggot i'm pretty sure it's french i'm pretty sure it's french it's it's, it's french it's french. i'm not i'm just saying it's french i'm sorry all right uh, it's french it was french all right i'll leave you with something i don't have anything short fat shaming is bad right everybody gets mad at fat shaming fuck fat sh why is fat shaming bad you should fat shame people when I was on cocaine, everybody was like, Yusef, you're a fucking cokehead. Can you stop? You talk too much. And they shamed me into sobriety. I'm five months sober. I'll take a bump. I'm five months sober. All right, guys. My name is Yusef Goff. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yusef Goff, ladies and gentlemen.